You're listening to Intrepid Healthcare's exclusive coverage of Him 17 Annual Conference and Exhibition. Welcome to our special Join the Conversation show direct from Him 17 in Orlando. Join the Conversation is brought to you by Experian Health. Experian Health, leading the way to help their clients power opportunities to create a better tomorrow. And now, here are your hosts, Joe Lavelle and Todd Yuri. Okay, I am Joe Lavelle, and I'm so excited to be bringing you Join the Conversation with my co-host, Todd Yuri from our studio right here in Experian House booth at HIM 17 Todd, what a great partner Experian is. Tell us a little more about them. We're winding down HIMSS 2017. It's been absolutely phenomenal. The Experian Health team is just on top of it. And I'm so impressed. Forbes magazine's list of the most innovative companies securing a spot in the top 100 list for the third year in a row. Recognition like this from other firms. I mean, they're leading the way in, in so many aspects of what is healthcare, healthcare IT. And I've just been so excited and blessed to be a part of this. Thank you, Joe. Absolutely. Talk about innovators. I can't wait to introduce our distinguished guest, Carly Rowe, Vice President Product Management for Fraud and Identity Management for Experian Health. Carly, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. Pleasure to be here. Let's start out the show by you giving out your social security number. (laughs) (laughs) All right, get a pen and paper. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Carly, we've had you on the show before, but could you take a few seconds and just remind the audience about you and your background? I've been with Experian now about six years and actually started on our core credit side of our business, worked across a variety of different roles and businesses, and joined our health team about three years ago. And I'm really focusing on bringing various capabilities and data assets from our other businesses into healthcare and helping healthcare solve unique challenges, specifically around fraud and identity management solutions. So what's exciting from my perspective of someone that came from the pharmacy entity and seeing how data analytics, and how partnerships empower specialty health system community pharmacies. It's kind of what your position has been in bringing out financial excellence and other things that have happened under the Experian umbrella. But what about that 10,000-foot view of your specific department? Give us an idea of what you're commanding under the Experian Health umbrella. We sell a variety of solutions that sort of span three key areas around identity, matching, managing, and protecting identities. So if you start with the matching aspect, right, the healthcare industry is undergoing a pretty large transformation with electronic medical records use. But The challenge is once you have these electronic medical records, the data is more fluid and the identities and the individuals are more fluid through the systems. How do you manage that data? How do you make sure that that record is associated with the right patient? And so we've run into a lot of challenges around how that's being done in the industry. And we saw a real opportunity for us to provide a bit of expertise. This is something core to our business across various Experian entities. And we're playing a really significant role in bringing in our data assets and performing matching in a unique way. Right, combining probabilistic and referential matching. So managing those identities, the second step gets into the data that surrounds that identity. A lot of our clients are, you mentioned pharmacy and and labs and providers, can be very challenged in the quality of that data that makes up that identity. And so we're providing a variety of services around how to improve the quality of the data associated with the individual once you've matched them. And then lastly, protecting those identities. So that information about a patient is becoming 
much more accessible. And that's a great thing for patients, provides a lot of value to say, you can go online now and you can access your medical records without having to walk into a doctor and leave with a couple boxes full of paper copies. But we need to make sure that we're giving access to the right person, right? Are you verifying that identity? Are you making sure you know who you're giving that information to? You really want to be certain of that because that information is highly valuable and healthcare seeing such a huge spike in the value of that data and the significant breaches that are happening across the industry. So those are really our core areas of focus around identity. Not to get off topic or off subject or script, but the iPhone, you can put your thumb on it and access it from biometrics. And I'm always wondering, is there going to be the electronic health record that will allow the patient to access their records based on biometrics? Have you guys done anything with biometrics? We've looked at various biometric technologies over the years, and I don't think the jury's out yet really on what technology is outperforming or or the most accurate. I think the challenge that biometrics faces is if I walk up and say, hey, I'm Joe Lavelle, and here's my palm. When Joe actually walks in to get care a week later, they're going to say, hmm, Joe, that palm sure has changed. So I think biometrics offer a lot of great access and convenience factors for patients and doctors alike. I think that using them in conjunction with technologies is really where the power comes in. So I think it's a combination of the technologies that will really prevail over time. Great question, Todd. Right before we talked last fall, you had announced your relationship with NCPDP. Can you tell us some of the progress you made since then? Yeah, sure. NCPDP has been a phenomenal partner. We're two organizations that share that common vision and that objective to really want to improve the overall patient safety and the quality of patient safety across the healthcare industry. So we've been working very closely together around pushing our concept of a universal patient identifier out into the industry and starting to bridge a lot of those gaps between markets that exist today, right? The silos between a pharmacy market, a provider market. So they've just been a phenomenal partner. Couldn't imagine a better relationship or a company more strategically aligned. So digging down a little bit more into the specific offering of patient identity management, can you describe that a little bit more? Give us a little bit more background on that. Sure. We'll talk a little bit about our offering right now, our our universal identity manager, our UIM. It's our engine that creates that universal patient identifier. And we're actually going out to the market and offering that across the industry at no charge. We're doing that because we really believe in the fact that there's such a core need for this identifier out in the market. And we don't want to have the typical barriers of adoption in place. Our organization feels very strongly that creating that identifier is just the first step in a long journey, right? And that long journey is to the ultimate goal to have this improved care coordination, right? And to be able to manage that care for a patient in a holistic manner. We feel very confident about making it accessible to anyone and everyone in the industry and helping to get that identifier populated as quickly as possible. Very good. Outstanding. Why is it important to establish that universal identifier in healthcare? What's the big picture here, and are we making progress? I do think the big picture is that care coordination, right? If you could understand the history of that patient and the medication and the lab results and all of the different ins and outs of that patient's health over the course of their life and be able to connect all those dots, you can customize and tailor their care to a degree that we're not able to do today because we don't have the visibility, right? Essentially, every time you move or you 
change doctors. It's like you start over with a clean slate. And that's, I think, the ultimate goal. I think by improving that patient care coordination and that quality of care, higher satisfaction, better patient safety, right? We've talked about it, I think, before, but astonishing to me that the number three leading cause of death in the United States is preventable medical errors. And misidentification of patients is one of the largest contributors to that. Mm-hmm. So I think that at an organizational level and for a lot of our clients out there, a benefit also comes to them and being able to help reduce the cost, right? So that burden doesn't get passed down to the patient and Yeah, I think we're making significant strides. We've seen a lot of interest. The conversation seems to be growing. Every month, there's major organizations making strides and starting to acknowledge the importance of having this universal patient identifier. So I made a little bit of a joke at the beginning about you giving your social security <laughs> number and you didn't, but whatever. All right. So we can talk five, later. five, five, four, four, three, so, three, three, three. Right. So the reason why I think of stuff like that is the social security number, by the way, was never, ever intended to become what it became. Yeah. We are not, I mean, the social security number is supposed to be very specific to Social Security, okay? (laughs) It wasn't supposed to be the governance of all of our identities through my credit and my insurance. uh, insurance, So coming out with what is this universal identifier absolutely makes sense because it's going to become very specific to my health care. I should be born. I should get a blood test, a pharmacogenomics test. I should get ready to go. I should get my identifier. And now for the rest of my life, it's going to be very specific to my health care. I think that the SSN's parallel is really important here because in our space, the universal patient identifier really should be looked at as a back-end mechanism by which to link all of that patient information and associate it with the right individual, right? Match it to the right patient. Mm -hmm. It will never be something that is patient-facing, right? A patient will never know or never use or have a need to use their universal patient identifier. And that's actually something to draw that parallel to our credit industry, right? Our parent company, Experian. Everyone in this room today has a personal identification number or PIN that we use as a credit bureau. And we associate all the different inquiries that come in from your car loan or your banks or the credit unions. Nobody in this room knows what their PIN is. And that's the way it should be, right? And so I think that that's really the key differentiator. And you pointed it out, right? SSM was never intended to be that way. But for our purposes, it's really that back-end mechanism. And the creation of that identifier is going to allow us as an industry to facilitate information exchange, right? So that if a patient shows up to fill a prescription... Well, you know if they've already filled that same prescription for that same drug and if there's any sort of medication of somebody pharmacy hopping to get access, that's the power of the data, right? To prevent those problems before they start happening, to prevent the abuse of the system, but to also prevent the safety issues that occur, right? I mean, it's horrible. The stories that are out there of a woman accidentally getting a double mastectomy when they mixed her up. She actually didn't have cancer. Stories like that are just, they're horrible and I think that's the goal. You want to prevent those situations from ever happening. All right. Let's make a little lighter. (laughs) (laughs) Started getting real deep. I know it. As we end the day, right after we interviewed Frank Abagnale on our show, 
you presented with him yesterday. What can you tell us about what you presented? What were some of the high points? Frank is obviously probably the expert. He's not only seen it, he's done it, right? He's the man who figured out how to game the system and was performing identity theft before it had a name, (laughs) which is pretty amazing. And I think Frank brought a lot of interesting insight into the things that we don't think about and how we just put our data out into the realm to be consumed. And really, I think his tale is a cautionary, be careful what you put out there because people are watching and people will take that data. And I think as that message translates into the healthcare industry, I think a lot of organizations are starting to realize and struggle with medical identity theft. And these large-scale breaches that are happening, Frank mentioned it yesterday, you won't see anything happening year one, year two, year three. It may be a good five, ten years before there's any activity. We really need to stay vigilant. So I think his message was very well-received. And bringing it back to our healthcare clients and making sure they understand what can we do, right? We don't want to sit back. We don't, we don't want to just have to sit down and take it. We have the privilege of knowing what it is, right? And having something to say there's a definition. And the beauty of it is there's tools out there to help prevent against it. And so educating the healthcare industry on what those tools are and also education, right? Here's what a phishing email looks like. Don't click. (laughs) Even if it says we're going to give you a free cruise to the Bahamas, don't click (laughs) or give out your credit card information. So... Amen. <laughs> Although right. I will take the free vacation of your office. <laughs> Do you give us your social security number? We'll see if we can work on that. Carly, we always bring our crystal ball here to him, so we're going to let you look in it. How is patient identity management going to evolve over the next three to five years? Wow, crystal ball. Ooh, that's a pretty interesting question. I think that identity management is evolving so rapidly. I think that in the last 10 years, we've noticed such a significant transformation in just the industry's awareness level. And you probably could have walked the hymns floor 10 years ago and maybe seen a handful of booths that had any sort of identity management focus. Today, if you did that same thing, I'd say more than half of the booths here have something around managing identities or achieving a goal around interoperability or getting better at managing patient data. And so I think that in and of itself shows the progress we've made, I think that trend is just going to continue to grow rapidly over the next several years. And I think it's going to become not a 50%, it'll be 100%. I think you'll look across this room and it'll be a component of what everybody does because the identity underpins everything we do. And if you look within a healthcare organization, understanding that patient's identity whether it's to bill them or perform their eligibility or give them access to a patient portal, all of it relies on, do you know who the patient is? So I think it will quickly become the backbone of healthcare. This conference is so magnificent. It's 40,000 plus people, hundreds of vendors, the top of the top in healthcare IT and leadership and thought leadership and sharing. And before you get ready to come to a conference like this, if you're going to make that investment, and you guys have obviously experienced health, big investment, what were your top two to three 
personal goals that you wanted to accomplish while you were here at Hims. You mean besides eating my Wheaties to prepare for the, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the chaos? Yep. I think my major goals are, one, focusing on thought leadership and education. I mentioned this earlier, but the more that we can educate and bring awareness to the challenges and also the different approaches to solving for some of these challenges, I think that that helps raise the overall importance of prioritization across the industry. So education, definitely a pivotal I think, too, is listening, listening to what the problems are. It's always important to understand what the needs of the industry are and how they're evolving. And they're always evolving. There's always needs, too, by the way. But understanding how they're evolving and what those challenges are so that we can help better serve our clients and create solutions that are tailored to meet those needs. My third goal is probably around personal education, walking this floor, seeing what different organizations are doing, hearing about different approaches, talking to different partners and understanding how it's not just our services or our tools, but how they can be combined with other organizations to maybe solve a problem that exists in a unique or more powerful manner. Those are my three things, besides my Wheaties preparation. All right. Those were all very well said. Thank you for those. And Carly, thank you so much for sharing not only today, but on an ongoing basis with me and with our show, Mm -hmm. what you're doing and the great things you're doing in healthcare. It's a real pleasure. Oh, no. The pleasure is all mine. I want to thank Experian Health for putting together such a good group of people, the resources, the opportunity to be here and interview the people that we have. It's just been absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. That wraps this live broadcast from Hims. Again, we want to shout out a quick thanks to our sponsor, Experian Health. What a great partner. On behalf of our guests, Carly Rowe, my co-host, Todd Yuri, I'm Joe Lavelle. And we'll hope you stay tuned for more coverage of Intrepid Healthcare. Smarter business decisions. A better bottom line. Stronger relationships with patients. That's what more than 3,000 hospitals and health systems and 7,000 other healthcare providers 60% of all U.S. healthcare organizations are experiencing as partners of Experian Health. Experian Health provides industry-leading revenue cycle management, identity management, patient engagement, and care management solutions that power opportunities in today's value-based healthcare environment. Find out for yourself by going to www.experian.com forward slash healthcare. Bookmark that site to keep abreast of Experian Health's transformative service offerings.